Welcome to Blue Collar Love, and it's a love dungeon, Aaron. My name is Samuel. <laughs> and this is Aaron. She crawls to me. She crawls to me. <laughs> I mean, the the voice was right about on par with Ronnie singing in this era of his life. Um, <laughs> So we're doing another one of Samuel's favorite um, non-Starflyer um, side projects. Dance House Children. Um, does this even really count as a side project? This was their project. This was the infancy of Jason and Ronnie's everything. True. Right. Well, what I meant to say this is Samuel's favorite Jason-related project. You guys, he's Trying to do this forever, <laughs> chomping at the bit. He's he's been up late. He's ready to go. He's got like what do you have like ten pages of notes? You're ready to get into this. You just can't uh, help nah. it. <laughs> that might be exaggerating it a little bit. Um, All right, like but a I did little come bit, to though. an important realization, um, Aaron. This will make you proud and happy. Um, I have a ongoing list of top thirty artists, and it okay. changes very little. Like in order for me to like an artist, it like to really say I love this artist above all others. It takes a lot, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So because they're like in my head, Joy Electric, Starfire Fifty Nine, Jason and Ronnie, they are like Siamese twin artists. And the fact yeah. that they're they're really nothing alike, but they're so closely related in my head. Yeah. So I Jason and Ronnie Martin have achieved the number ten spot in my top thirty artists of all time. Wait, um, as like tie, kind of a dual spot. Tie for number just, 10? Okay. Yeah, because in my okay. head, they are just like such Siamese twin artists that I can't really separate them. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. Okay, I can see that. For me, they're definitely separate. Starfire is two overall for me. I don't know what Joey Electric is. Definitely, Joey Electric is definitely top 30, but I haven't really put together. I have a top 10, but uh, I haven't done a 30. But yeah, I would definitely respect the both. I, I think I I love Ronnie's again punk rock like mentality of music and um and for, somehow I like it. Like it, if you t- described this to me and told me what Joe Electric was, like I would tell you no, absolutely not. I don't want to hear this. And then I hear it and I just I just like it. I don't know why. <laughs> I think Much, what it is is yes. I like Ronnie's attitude, his his um his philosophy and pathos. I really yeah. like them a lot. But I really like Jason's artistry. Like his artistry is they're obviously both the, the clear winner here. But they're they're both really good songwriters too. And that's the yes. Thing. Yeah. And and same with Dance House Children. I, I shouldn't like this, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so ahead, we're we're talking about songs and stories. The first um, Dance House Children song. I mean album. Yeah, as we did their second album by mistake previously. Yeah. What year did this come gonna... out? Oh, man, this would have been 92, 91. This was early, early 90s. Yeah, I didn't look that up. I, I'm pretty sure it's 91 or 92. We'll get it in later. But go ahead. You were going to say something about... Um, oh, yeah. The... So the artwork on this, which isn't nothing too horribly amazing, but it's it is what it is. It's by a guy named Michael Knott, who was the founder of Blonde Vinyl Records, the record label that somehow picked up this bizarre act. 
which was the tooth and nail of tooth and nail records of the generation before my generation. And this did come out in 91. I just looked it up. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really bizarre if you think about it. Cause if you look but Michael at Michael, the, the founder, he, he's, he's a very bizarre artist in a good way. I mean, he wasn't a, he's of um, lifesavers, lifesavers underground fame. That was his, the first band he was in. And he had a, a wonderful solo career after that. Yeah, like he must have been a fan of um, the only thing, the only uh, connection I have is the one hit wonder. Um, oh, why, why can I not think of it? It's like a, it's a very big like EDM house song from the early 90s. Um or Mike Jackson. Unbelievable. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, oh, um, 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 e- boom. E- Unbelievable. F-P-D. Yeah, it, God, what is this? Four letters E F P M D. They were a one hit wonder in the yes. early 90s. I remember the video. That's, a, that's such a great song. Oh, so, my my theory is that um, Michael EMF, Knott, EMF is the band. EMF. There okay, you go. <laughs> Michael Knott was a fan of the British underground house song movement that was hitting in the late 80s, right? Yep. And he said, I can do this. He grabs the two Martin brothers and said, hey, guys, can you make something that sounds like this? Michael, if you want to come on the show, we'd love to hear because I really... And I've said it last um, Dance House Children Album review, but I'm probably going to say this more than once, so sorry. What exactly was the market for this music? Because Christian music was not embracing this at all. And at that point, this music was kind of on a downswing, too. So it's like, what was the marketing plan here? Like, <laughs> I think he was just two years late. Like, he was a fan of the British yeah. house yeah. movement. And then he, he got to it five years late. I think that's really what it was. Maybe. Well, no. We'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get answers for you guys. But anyway. On to the first track, Samuel. What you think of Windswept Place? Alright, so one thing about this album, as compared to the second one, lyrically, I find it far more interesting. I think um, by the second album, Ronnie and maybe by extension Jason were a bit kind of wore out, so they weren't trying as hard in the lyric department, right? So this time, this roundabout, I feel like um, the lyrics definitely get my attention more and there's a lot more kind of um, like almost like a, it feels like, you know, a couple of um, electronica band kids who, you know, are big fans of the Narnia books, yes. which probably are that. these two yes. brothers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. That. I'm a big so, fan of them. <laughs> yeah, no, they're great books. Don't get me wrong, but it's, um, we start off with this song that immediately the lyrics grab me as like kind of a twist on Hansel and Gretel. And in my head, the forest is like a metaphor for sin, you know, possibly just like a Hansel uh, and Gretel. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Cause that's the whole entire point of that, of that story. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, I find it really interesting that they're going for kind of the metaphorical fairy tale. I wish they had continued this on the second album, but <laughs> it is what it Come is. Come on, man. Come on. Without, if they hadn't, they, they would have never found my favorite lyric of all time. 
happy Groundhog's Day. There's nothing more profound than that lyric. Nothing will ever stop that. True. <laughs> I feel like, um, and really, I'm just going to end up comparing this to their second album since we already talked about it, and they're so yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second album is where they were trying to find their musical muscles, and uh, gotcha. this one was where they were just playing with lyrics a little bit. Okay. So within that, within the context of this particular song, um, the strings sound lovely for the whole 10 seconds you can hear them. <laughs> and the rest sounds like Sega music that they... I don't know. Like, they got a Casio keyboard that sounded vaguely like Sega Genesis and said, let's play this. Gotcha. That's that's how I feel about the music. <laughs> Anything else? It's, um, it's rough. I don't know, man. I... I, uh, I if I, I wish I could take out the annoying house sound they were going for and just hear them play piano to this song. Yeah. And really most of the other songs on this album. That's all. Okay. All right. For me, the the dun, 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 program jump beat makes its first and that last appearance here. <laughs> oh that drum beat. Oh my dun, goodness. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, was I okay. the only one who was just hearing Mortal Kombat, the whole entire <sighs> album? I was hearing a lot of video games from my past. Okay. <laughs> okay, standard techno fair from the late 80s here. Um, the lyric, the, um, the force turns to silver, then it withers. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. All that glitters ain't gold or silver. I see this as a reflection on childhood, maybe. childhood, Your childhood mm-hmm. dying and adulthood looming, which... I mean, I know Ronnie wrote this, the lyrics to this, but that that has parallels in the Joy Electric um, discography, discography, but then also in the first couple Starfire albums, that whole transition into adulthood or common things. So it's cool to see that here. Um, let's see what else. Um, this reminds me of Joy, the, this song reminds me of Joy Electric's Old Wives Tales EP, and like you said. Um, yeah, the, the fairy tale like comparison. I mean, those lyrics in that EP, other ones too, but specifically on that one, there's a lot of fairy tale stuff going on in that one. Um, well, okay. Um, let's see. This strikes me the the narrative of the song um, is, is experienced some trials and growth in, in his or her life and needing strength. So I won't die. That lyric, you know. Um, very, very emo. I'm a fan of emo music. I think this, and I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with you. Like all your criticisms about you, like the whole piano um, alternative sounds amazing to me, and I would love to hear that. But I still kind of like this. I mean, it's not like when I say like, I mean, like it's not terrible. If it comes on, I'm listening to it, but I'm not going to actively seek it out. I guess <laughs> that's all I got to say about this one. That's fair, man. <laughs> um, so let's just keep going because yeah. honestly, my criticisms in this first song is such a representation <laughs> of the rest of the album. Because <laughs> everything I like about the album, I like about this song. Everything I dislike about the album, I dislike about this song. So I hear you. Yeah, just, same here. There's this light. Let's keep trucking along. All right. Um, Grandfather um, Clock. This is um, Jason and Ronnie's uh, are listed as co-writers um, on this one. It has a lighter, jovial intro. It's not too um, housey, but those dent, dent, dent drum samples come back. Um, not um, not much difference from the previous song, but Ronnie's lyrics are more dream are like dream pop perfection. 
Um, I, I don't hear Jason at all on this track. The, even though it says it was co-written by him, this sounds like a complete writing creation. On to you, Sam. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. funny. Um, my first thought of it was this was kind of... I saw Jason's co-writing credit, and my first thought was, okay, so that's why it's a love song. This was kind of True. Jason's early attempt at the love song, because he does master it later in his career, like he with does. I Fell in Love at 22 and stuff. Like, um, um, Yeah, um, yep. I love your company. Your, your company is another good one. It's plenty of them. But yeah. <laughs> so I, my first thought was, okay, maybe uh, Jason, you know, put a little love lyric into this and made a, a nice love song. And then Ronnie just did but, all the music. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, but then again, there's other ones after this that's purely Ronnie that, once again, are great love song lyrics. Yeah. Kind of the uh, the next song, actually. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much to say about this that you didn't say other than um, everything that's not the looping sound, which isn't in this case is just a very nice piano that you can hear behind the dun 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 dun, dun <laughs> and going to the front. There's this lovely piano that stands in nice stark relief. Yes, it's lovely. I just wish I could hear more of it. Yeah. And I get it. Like maybe I'm I shouldn't complain because they're going for a very specific sound. They're and they're teenagers technically that, a, and, Yeah. And it's their first attempt at music too. So who knows if they've demoed this, like how many passes they took on this. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I mean to them this was probably their masterpiece. I would like to hear some of their like Morella's Forest demos they did before this. If anyone has them, please let us know. I would love to hear that too. That would be fascinating. Okay, um, darling, so yeah. darling Valentine, you're up, Sam. Take it. All right. So this is why I think maybe Ronnie, um, you know, maybe he was going through like his uh, late teenage crush stage or something. This is all Ronnie track. Which makes sense. And it's a, a complete lovey-dovey, sweet, in a mostly good way. But it's just, it's like a, it's a Valentine's poem set to horrendous beat number 22 on uh, their sampler keyboard. <laughs> um, so other than, I don't have much to say about this song other than I do kind of like the Valentine um, kind of rhythm poem thing he has going. Yeah. I just, uh, maybe if maybe, okay. I will even give him this. I bet you if Ronnie came back and just remastered or redid these songs with his modern version of his of his skill and talent yeah, or yeah. let other people come and remix these songs, yeah. I think they would have a chance of being good. I got you. With I their agree. current skill level, they just don't quite pull it off. I hear you. Well, for me, maybe an apology. Uh, this, this, I mean, I guess love songs are also like breakup songs, but to me, this sounds like, like an apology um, to a bad, bad, bad Valentine's Day. Like maybe he planned something and then quite as he thought, was this for Julie Martin? Who knows? Um, did they know even know each other at this point? I don't know. Miss Martin, come and spill the tea. We'd love to hear. And the dun, 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 symbol, I mean, sample, whatever that is, programming, whatever, rears its head again. Crooked moons, hearts, and fiddles. I would kill to know it. 
books, movies, comics, whatever media Ronnie was consuming at this point, because these lyrics are, I have so many questions. <laughs> this sounds much like the last song. Nothing really stands out to me besides the lyrics, but yeah, that's it for me. Fair enough. How do you feel about Held by Your Wishes? Because I have questions about these lyrics. <laughs> Maybe I do too. Let's see these notes. Um, sounds very similar to Depeche Mode to me. Love it. Um, is this a song about abortion? I mean, if you pull up the lyrics, um, I don't know, I'm not going to sit here and read lyrics. You can get them. Um, but that's what I uh, get from this. I love the drum programming. It's mid-tempo and sets um, uh, a more of a somber mood. Ronnie's vocals are very breathy and tender um, so far. I, I think this might be one of the two best vocal performances on this album. Um, I know this is another Jason Ronnie composition. I, uh, I swear I hear musical notes similar to the songs on U2's Octune Baby album for real. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I just, I'm not going to have the songs, but I'm just, I was into the song. I was like, and um, uh, Octane Baby has a very Depeche Mode sound to it, similar to So maybe I'm just saying Depeche Mode, too. I don't know. Ronnie sings, I wish for you. I wish there were more songs like this in this album. Um, that, uh, just that, rep um, that repetition of that. So, again, that wish for you. Maybe it's an aborted child. Who knows? Um, I think that's it for me. So... My thoughts, when I didn't quite get the abortion angle on this, my thoughts were like, are they about, are these lyrics about God, a girl, an unhealthy, toxic relationship? Aborted baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, for you, I'll give up my only child to those that murder and seek nothing after life. So come to me, come back to me with colors of love. She always steals away. With colors of love, she never feels this way. I don't know. But the organ's nice. I appreciate the um, almost funk guitars they're going for there. Um, I think that has to be Jason. Um, yeah. You know, working out his early yeah. guitar skills. Yeah. And uh, it, it gives a nice uh, kind of change to the sameness of the three previous tracks. Yeah. Um, not enough for me to be like, you know what, this is good. I'm going to throw this in my Ronnie Jason playlist. Yeah. But enough for me to say it's a, it's a nice turn of events up to this point. Okay. I mean, and I mean, yeah, technically, if you think about it, um, God giving up Jesus for a sacrifice is kind of like a late term abortion. So, I mean, whatever. Okay. Beautiful and lovely. You want to start that one or you want me to do this one? So, Aaron, I think this might be a worship song. Um, <laughs> Go, I'm listening. It, it, it lyrically, it steers that direction, you know. Um, I, will glad, I will glide beneath your golden sun through the dancing fairies in the woods. You're so beautiful and lovely, beautiful and lovely. I will weep until the moon is blue that Jesus kisses, happy wishes all come true. You're so beautiful and lovely. Particularly the beautiful and lovely course. Um, if you listen to modern worship, and what I mean by modern worship, I mean the genre, not yeah. necessarily uh, lyrics or I, anything, but the genre. Yeah. This yeah. bears a resemblance to that. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I just found that interesting that this was their attempt at a worship song um, really early, like really even before worship music was a thing. 
yeah. the only one really attempting the worship music as we know it nowadays back then would have been Rich Mullins. And granted, he did it really good. He um, did. I can talk. I and, love him. Yeah, like Rich Mullins is a, yeah, he's a totally underrated artist, but it's beyond the point. And then Delirious was doing some underground stuff at this point, but I don't know if they would have heard that, honestly. So it's Probably kind of not. interesting. Yeah. Um, but then there's the music. Uh, you have uh, <laughs> Sega Beat number 15 yeah. um, going, and I'm just like, ugh. But I did hear some nice bubbly synths, and those were kind of nice. I was like, oh, yay. This is almost like some Joy E stuff here, buried beneath the beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, All right, well, how are you feeling about this? It's funny you should actually mention the modern worship music. So I live in the South, so you those know, I live in Virginia, um, but you know the Bible boat and all that stuff. So random restaurants you go to, and there'll be Christian music playing, and I just loathe modern christian worship music i think it's the worst genre of music so i hope i don't that offending too many people but i just hate you and you instantly when you walk in you're like oh man i gotta eat this meal to this <sighs> i mean okay so mm. i will i will actually agree with you it's a it's a genre um it's very much like um it's like adult uh soft rock radio but, but less talented. The same lyrics. Well, over and over again. I would say you hear about majesty, the same level. You hear the same 10 words in every song. It's, it's the laziest music. Lincoln yes. Brewster, I'm coming after you. That's what I was listening to today. I was so mad. But, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to okay, go ahead and finish. I'm okay, sorry. No, it's fair. Um, like 10% of everything is, well, 90% of everything is crap, right? That includes yeah. worship music. Yeah. But I hold, there is the 10% that's good. Exactly. You just have to search for it. And it's not getting played um, on the radio. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, um, I you know, I, there's... Yeah. It's, it's sorry, like most, I, I interrupted yeah. your flow of thought. But I just want to say, you're not wrong. Okay, um, It All is right. a, it's an over-swamped genre that needs, desperately needs some new life. Or talent. And, yeah, and... Um, and diversity. I mean, if anyone out there was like, oh, I actually do want to hear some good stuff, may I suggest David Crowder Band. There you uh, go. That's, that's all this band, is for. They are amazing. Yeah, and there are some good uh, ones out there, but yeah. yeah, you really have to look for them. But anyway, so Re beautiful and lovely. This, yeah. and, and you're Sorry. right. I mean, <laughs> um, so to me, this has more of an orbital feel, which is another Euro band who was skinned their start early 90s. Um, and a group of brothers as well <laughs> um so i don't know maybe the martin brothers will listen to this um um the dancing fairies um lyric this again reminds me of future the future old wives tales release man um i agree with you this sounds very joy electric -y. um the breakdown at 138 i really love um though you mentioned the stems too i call them punchy stems um they're like ear, ear candy I, I was like wow that's surprising it's kind of like um, this album have some start sounding the same, but that one minute thirty eight market kind of like breaks it up. Um, and you said worship music. I didn't think about that, but as you were um, thinking about it, um, speaking, I was like, yeah. And so if this this could be good even today, if if this were released on Christian radio, this would still be better than ninety nine percent of the worship music that's out there right now. And um, it could also be played at a rave. Hashtag love it. 
Next up, Blue Bonnet. Take it, Sammy. Okay, so I will say right out of the gate, tentatively, yep. this is my least disliked song on this album. <laughs> Not um, least so, favorite. Least this. <laughs> so my my favorite song on this album, I guess you would technically call it. Yeah. Um. So once again, he kind of dips into the fairy tale a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And oh my goodness, if I could just remove preset loop number 33 from the mix, it'd be so much better. <laughs> but if you listen to the music, it does this wonderful thing that does indeed sound like a uh, kind of fantasy movie um, or uh, something of that genre. It's this chord, it's not even a chord progression, it's a note progression that almost has this creepy quality to it. Like you're walking through like a enchanted wood almost and it just kind of goes it's playing in the background of the piano and it sounds lovely and um it goes really well with kind of the morality tale of the lyrics Mm -hmm. um i like the metaphor of um a lady being sin not that Mm -hmm. i think women are inherently sinful but at once again my name arnia thank you sam for clearing that up (laughs) <laughs> yes no what it reminded me of was narnia where mm-hmm. there's you know you have the white witch, white witch. In later novels yeah and then my, in the later novel my favorite character by the way but go ahead <laughs> and then in later novels you have the green witch who like literally eats people um but of course you know she's a metaphor for how sin devours you and destroys your life and so and so I like how they kind of did that metaphor in the song. Mm. So combined with the lovely piano riff that really kind of drives that fairy tale quality home, I like this song. Um, despite the the horrible preset loop playing, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm all done. Okay. okay. Lots of blue mentions so far, at least. I, I don't know if you noticed, but three of the first six songs ha- have mentioned the word blue. Hashtag blue collar love. Um, man, reading these lyrics, I think of a teenage tryst that led to some profoundly guilty and sinful thoughts. And the lyrics about the dungeon, that, that gets me thinking about the dungeon on silver. Um, where the Martin brothers um, dipping into the wells of sensuality back then i mean boys will be boys this song also makes me think of the bjork song big time sensuality are you familiar with that one sorry um i am not okay it's it well it's a really good song it's, it feels like this but it's slower musically um this ver this um the blue blind it's slower than the big time sensuality um song um those saucy martin boys <laughs> these lyrics man <laughs> um i do love the different percussive sounds on this track it, it's a change up to the kind of sameness of this album love dungeon the lyric love dungeon don't touch oh man <laughs> this takes me back to my church youth group days man <laughs> oh, there's some saucy stuff going on there man well yeah. you know personally um <laughs> i personally think that you know um using sex as a metaphor for um 
something that can, you know, something being misused to destroy mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. is really great. And it's nothing, it's nothing new. I mean, it's in the Bible. Yeah. If you look yeah. at like the prophets, yeah. sure. they do the whole, do the whole other thing of, yeah. um, you know, using really it as good. a metaphor in there. So it's nothing yeah. new. Yeah. It's just one of those things that in American Christianity, they have this whole other thing of they're afraid it's frowned of it. Upon. It's frowned upon, yeah. Because they don't, can't control it, I guess. I don't know. So it's, I feel like it's something that could and should be used in music, yeah. both as, you know, something beautiful to be talked about and mm-hmm. something, you know, Healing. that is a great metaphor for messing up your life. I think, yeah. And to me, I think it's a, a song, a, a cautionary tale. Um, and also like a maybe, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A song you can connect with to realize that, hey, you know what? You know, I'm not alone in this. We, I'm not the only person who's struggling with this, you know? So I don't know if they were going for that, but that was like the vibe I was getting. Like, you know, whether it's be them personally or someone they know and they seen how like um, inappropriate sexuality or whatever and the effects it can have on people, maybe they were going for that on this, which is, I mean, for... Your first album's a bold move, but I, I, and I'm with you. This is, I'm not gonna say my most least favorite. I'm gonna say this is my favorite song on the album. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So, how do you feel about the old oak tree then? All right. Here's how I feel. Oh God! If you haven't watched the video for this song, do yourself a favor and do it now. I posted it to the on the Twitter account. Um. <laughs> okay, I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. Wait, no, no, no. I did watch it. It's it's odd and hard to watch because it's there's you so much moving around on it that it, like it will, almost, <laughs> it will almost it almost makes me dizzy still, watching I it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's like this is how I feel about like things like Yo Gabba Gabba or like the Big Lebowski. I'm like I think I need to be on drugs to appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's the that's how I feel about it. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Anyway, fairy tale lyrics that have um, peppered the JE catalog are fullest display here again. And and Samuel's favorite dan, 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 sample was back and popping hard. I know you missed it. The uh, string synths are pleasant on this track. Um, man, I'm just thinking like okay. Okay, the okay the Martin brothers they want to make music. They discuss it like okay man like Jet Ryan's like hey hey little brother you know I got these ideas for these songs and he's like oh you want to play or whatever and they're like and then they come up with this <laughs> again. What's the market for this? Christian music's in the early like nineties late eighties who want to go to raves but won't do so because they can't do drugs or have sex. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That's all I maybe have. Their, <laughs> maybe their thought was, you know what? Um, we can like just sell this to the people that do go to raves and subtly mix in our Christian message. Sam, and I don't, people I don't, will be saved through it. Have you been? <laughs> maybe that was their thought process. Samuel, have you ever been to a rave? No. No, I went to all. one in my life. I went to, and I consider myself a progressive person. Um, I was at Oklahoma, stationed in the Army at Fort Sill. I had a friend who was a lesbian. Her, she, her and her girlfriend invited me to this rave in Oklahoma City. I'm like, cool, bad. I'm 19 years old. Whatever. I go there, and 
oh my god, this is. <laughs> I don't care if you have Billy Graham preaching with the most amazing, like, Starfire through that music. No one's thinking about God in the rain. <laughs> it's intense, man. I've been to one in my life. <laughs> so, if that was their thought process, it's a crazy thought. So, all right. <laughs> Up to you. <laughs> Alright. So, ignoring the music, because at this point, it's all just melding together. Yeah. Um, this album's really hard to keep. Tr- it's hard to separate the songs in my head by it music is. alone. It is. Um, but the lyrics do seem to be still kind of going back to that nostalgic childhood thing. Yeah. And, you know, just being like, I really miss being a kid. I miss, you know, um, the innocence of that. And I miss the simplicity of it. And uh, that's kind of what I'm getting from these lyrics, you know? Yeah. And who doesn't ever feel like that? Absolutely. I, mean, I, still, yeah. I still feel like that at times. Okay. All right, next up, Spinning Wheel. Who's going first, me or you? All right, so once again, we have another example of a praise and worship song. <laughs> um, and honestly, from the lyrics alone, it's it's a pretty interesting one. Like, so let me, so I find this, like, I wish worship music would use these kind of lyrics. I do. Because yes. it would be so much better. Within the orchard lanes, we can make a lovely place. Beneath the clouds and trees, we can make a moonlight waltz and praise the one who creates love. Spinning wheel, spin me golden love. You mean and then it goes creative. on just Yeah, like these are some darn creative lyrics. You know, just uh saying how beautiful is nature and you know how beautiful is the one who created it all. That's that's some good lyrics. And I would I would love it if Hillsong would cover this. Yes. If anyone from Hillsong listens to our podcast, cover Spinning Wheel by Dance House Children. You guys are missing out. These are some... You're missing out. Alright. That's all. And um, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm with you. Like, and that's, I think that's my main... Besides the music, like the lyrics are just so lazy. How many times can we say, you are anointed, almighty... Uh, salvation belongs to you. How great is our God? Like, be creative. Yeah, you. I mean, I mean, look at the Psalms, the Proverbs. I mean, there's so much creative thinking in there, and it just really offends me. If you believe in God, the source of all beauty, art, stop being lazy. Tap into that, you know. It's, but oh God, it's just frustrating. All right. Of sin, okay. So I'm gonna start. I'm with you. I love these lyrics. I got different lyrics that that really struck me. Of cinnamon, strawberry, silver things. I mean, you just I just hear that and like what I like loved about underground Christian music in the '90s um, was, was the creativity that people used to talk about God without talking about God because it's so easy to talk. Oh, I love God. That's such so simple. But when I look of cinnamon, strawberry, silver things. Like, I just feel, I smell the cinnamon. I feel the strawberry, like, on a summer day. And then silver things. That could be anything. That could be, like, your your twilight years. Or that could be, like, a promotion or things that you feel rich in and friends, whatever. And then those give me the warm feelings of God because those things come from God. Like, it makes me connect to God on a level that's personal to me. When you say God loves us or God is the Lion of Judah, that's a, that's like such a, such a general thing that, 
you know, but when you do abstract things like this, it it allows people to act, to touch God in a personal way that's personal to them. And teenagers were doing this. This is crazy to me. And we talk about, we bemoan the music. Oh, the music is, you know, cheesy or whatever. But these lyrics are from teenagers. This is, like, amazing. Like, and and I will say this. And I see why there's Siamese twins in your mind. Um, and when we talk about the Brothers Martin album, oh, my God. But Jason is a great, like, musically, he's a great song. But Ronnie's lyrics are just consistently always been so strong. To me, that's the, I think that's what draws me in the most with him is his lyrics. One of the most underrated listeners ever. All right, I can I can agree with that. I think especially early on, Ronnie had the he had the um, the core on lyrics, whereas yeah. Jason was a bit musically stronger. Yeah, and so I love the changes in tempo of this song. The song sounds like a lot of other songs in this album. Um, Ronnie, I'm bit, again, Ronnie, Jason figuring music out, so that's understandable. I love the change in tempo at two, t- the two minute ten second mark. Um, the show that they are in a one trick pony. They're they're trying new things, and when you're starting off young, you don't know you're not you don't, you don't know how to work a stereo. You don't um, studio. You don't you have limited equipment. You you know you have limited ideas, and so you, even so, it sounds samey throughout the album. You see they're trying different things, like even lyric the lyric structure and what they're talking about, like on um, Blue Bonnet. It's not. I mean, they're trying things, and so as you see with Ronnie and Jason throughout the career, they try new things. You see this very beginning. And you see that here in Spinning Wheel. And yes, Hillsong, Maratha Praise, all of you guys, just cannibalize this album. Do like mix it, just, just do it, you know. The lyrics will just make your songs 100% better. That's all I got to say about this. <laughs> and all right, so let's just keep running with this. Um, track number nine, The Gingerbread Meadow, which I feel like actually, lyrically speaking, follows very nicely from Spinning Wheel. Like, mm-hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on this before I go into it? All right, I I love the wow 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 guitar, and that's definitely Jason. Um, not credited here though. At the beginning, that's probably like bone my musically one of my favorite parts up here. Um, the lyrics. Um, I mean, I mean, again, harps and gingerbread. I mean, that's the cobbler. I love that song. It's probably off the top of my head, top two favorite Joy Electric songs. Um. And um, it's kind of a change-up where the guitars are more... Like, in this song, I don't know if... I mean, maybe it's just me, but it feels like the guitars are more prominent in the mix. Like, the electronic um, elements are more back, and the guitars are more prominent in this. Um, That's pretty much all I got to say about this. So, my first thought when hearing the guitars was like, man, real instruments would go a long way (laughs) towards... Yes. And when I say real instruments, I don't just mean guitars or drums. What I mean is something that they're playing and not sampling. Yeah. Because the the samples in this are just horrendous. Um, doesn't doesn't, doesn't like, age well. No, and it's <laughs> I, I it's something I wish I could love more, but and I get what they're trying to go for. It's just uh, one of those things where they're like, you know what? You know, you see the baseball coming, and you're like, "I'm gonna whack this thing as hard as I can," and you're you just you foul so hard it goes behind you. That's this album musically. They were trying, they were giving it their all. They just really, really missed the mark. Could you imagine if they did like a second Brothers Martin album and like 
took like some of their favorite songs from these two albums, like remade them now. Oh, I would them. love Wouldn't it. That'd be great. Oh, I Wouldn't would love it so much. Could you imagine yes. spinning wheel like redone? <laughs> It'd be even amazing. This song. Yeah, even this song. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was just a thought I just had, but go ahead. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so I feel like this song follows lyrically, though, from the last song where it's saying, you know, how beautiful is nature. And, uh, you know, that's just that's something worth praising God about. I get yeah. a very uh, Rich Mullins vibe again. I, mm-hmm. I think these guys had to have listened to a little bit of Rich Mullins because that's the uh, vibe I'm getting from some of these lyrics. I don't see how they didn't out in California doing the, you know, whether it was 60s, 70s, yeah, the Jesus People music, they, yeah, Keith Green, Rich Mullins, definitely, I'm sure they've listened to that. I mean, Joey, um, Ronnie covered Keith Green songs, so I'm sure they've listened to that music. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's the vibes I get from this. All right, totally. well, next up, Springtime Blossoms. Um, the lyric, until springtime blossoms free. Again, man. How poetic until springtime blossoms free. Man, Jesus. So good. I mean, just so many thoughts go through my mind with that. You know, until spring blossoms free. Like like spring is being held captive by like the winter or the permafrost or the sin of the world. And then one day a little spring free. Oh, man. just It's like the captives being freed by Jesus. And just so many. Again, be creative with the lyrics, man. Um, that's, um, staticky swell at the beginning, um, and throughout, I really love it. Um, uh, I love that it goes throughout, um, and again, it breaks up the monotony because again, they, I'm sure they were like, you know what, we got to try something different and, and they went for it. Um, but, uh, dent, dent, dent sample to me and Sam's chagrin, it's back again. <laughs> and to me, I, I feel like this song is a, a song about protecting you from, um, evil. Um, that's all I gotta say about this, Sam. Take it away. Yeah, no. Um, I agree. That's the first thing I wrote was, and we are back to pre-beat number thirteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but ignoring the music for the moment being, I will say, um, I think that yeah, on rereading these lyrics again, I'm definitely getting some Narnia vibes. Um. So, witches in a castle have cast on a spell for evil winds to sweep you to the water wells of hell. Um, and then, you know, springtime blossoms. That's that's the first Narnia book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I yeah, these guys are probably fans of C.S. Lewis. And we're like, let's write a song about that. And if you're not, um, then you're living life wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, yeah, but... Other than that, um, I, you know, just, I like the lyrics. I wish I could like the rest of the song. And I wish they would have continued this lyrical trend into the second album. But like yeah. I said, I think by that point, they were running a bit dry on lyrics. And they said, all right, let's really focus on music. But happy Groundhog's Day, Sam. <laughs> I know, Groundhog's right? Day. Happy Groundhog's Day. <laughs> um, my life, I don't know how, how to live through life without that lyric in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, good news for you. We we have two songs left. Alright. Um, good lord, take also, it away. What's what's with the knocking sound at the end of Springtime Blossoms? I don't know. Did you notice that? I did, yeah. I and I was know. like, what the heck is that one? Cow- is it a cowbell or a block? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
more cowbell. I do. Oh, man. All right. So, number 11, galore. Take it, Sammy. All right. So, first off, uh, more guitars, more organ. I like this, right? Um, but it does sound a lot like the songs a couple tracks ago. Um, with that said, you know, that's, I, I appreciate, you know, uh, Jason kind of pulling out the live instruments for this. The really fascinating part about this song though, is if you look at the original book, the original booklet that came with the CD, and I was going to do that. I was going to read this. I, so I was going to read this. But you go field. ahead. You go. Okay. I was going to read it, but you go ahead. <laughs> I had it in my It's just so far out of left field. I was go not ahead. expecting it. Do it. Do it. Go it ahead. says <laughs> the booklet. It's that way. Hold on. There's no lyrics for this song. It's just what Sam's about to read. Yes. It says lyrics were not available at the time of printing. We would like to say about ourselves that we are born again Christians and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that if you believe on him, you will have eternal life. To all the people who have this album, we urge you to keep the faith. That's in bold letters. This is surely the end times. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I was what? not expecting that. <laughs> Again. What's the market for this? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Who's they're, this market for they were just like, you know what? We're going to covertly get these out to all the rave clubs and convert them. That was their plan. The only thing I can imagine. Don't be progressive, cool, like like <laughs> Young Life um, organization where you kind of like you're more subtle about it. We're just going to full hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like it. Like their audacity impresses me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. <laughs> say what you will about um music lyrics becoming more subtle and such yeah it's um it takes it takes some special gramba to be like you know some what hutzpah, some hutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> just to be like you know what here's what i believe suck it you know what i mean yeah yeah so i appreciate that um other words i didn't get much else out of the lyrics because i just I couldn't okay. really understand them, and then I was okay. just so distracted by what was in the book. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Well, I totally ignored the music because I was like, what are they saying in this song? Because it's written by Jason, so if it's written by Jason, you have to know. So I mm -hmm. have to This is what I heard, Sam. You ready? Mm-hmm. And in the daylight, a blackbird calls to me, and in the garden, so plain to see, she comes to me my Ronnie impersonation and in the nighttime she hums or still sings the bells and in the night and in the nighttime all is well she crawls to me and in the summer the girls get near the edge through autumn and winter we're dead at the edge she crawls to me so yeah no, I guess more um, cautionary, um, a song about cautioning you to not go into sin, I guess. That's yeah. all I got. That's all I got to say. I, I just did, completely devoted my time to deciphering those lyrics. I listened to that song a couple of times to get that. So <laughs> don't really have a review, but those are the lyrics. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so here we are. Number 12. 
You want to go or you want me to go? Go for it. There will never be. There will never be. Love the chunky sense in this. The breakdown at the halfway point is great. The lyrics are about lost love once again. Memories of a long lost, forgotten um, time. Topics that were repeat over and over again. And this song, the next album, and Starfly and Jerry Electric songs. Um, I really enjoy this song. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see here. This points to things where, um, well, okay, to me, this feels, feels like, like, you know, you're looking back in time when things were so much easier um, than before. Um, God, how are they going to make this again? Um, but my main thing from the song is move over Robert Smith of The Cure. We have a new king. We have a new king of emo, Ronnie Martin. <laughs> um, where is another one? Um, there was this. Okay. There's something about tarnished love and merriment. Goodbye to you, my soul, my love. That lyric. Man, I'm 40 years old. I've been divorced before. And those lyrics are so true and spot on for 16, 17 year olds or however old, how old they were to nail that. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, I think that's it for me. Yeah, that yeah, tarnished love, merriment, goodbye to you. Ooh, that really hit me when I was like, wow. <laughs> Again, the lyrics are a point. You can't argue that. Take it, Sam. So, I think this might be my second favorite song on here. Okay. Um, the synth strings and the loop are mostly okay this time around. And, and lyrically, I love it. You know, so smell the prayer green, sea marshmallow clouds, blue blue bluebird sing christmas songs because they got to get a random holiday and uh and more you know, blue um, and more blue collar love mentioned because they love blue collar love <laughs> yeah um on jack frost cold and snowy days take me on hay rides let's pick the pumpkin patch leaves are rustling red my friends remember old sweet autumn days so once again dipping into the nostalgia just saying how sweet were things back then when we were more innocent simpler um you're right. This is probably just Ronnie dealing with a breakup and at the ripe old age of 17 saying how much things simpler <laughs> were last summer, right? Um. We've tarnished love and merriment. Goodbye to you, my soul, my love. And I know that sounds overblown for a 17-year-old. And we've all felt like that. Oh, you're watching up. Oh, no, but, dude. But, but when you're 16, life, 17, everything feels so much bigger. But when you're older in life and people, you know, we all, especially adults, we have relationships that don't last. And you feel like that. I mean, God, man, it's just like, and I love that that's the last lyric in the album. It's just like. Oh, such a good closer. <laughs> so to kind of wrap up this review, I'm going to go yep. with my three-point review like I always do. Okay. Um, so for music, I give it a <laughs> 0.5. Ah, I thought you were so, it a zero. I thought you were going to give it a zero. <laughs> so here's the deal. The music, with a few exceptions, there's a few exceptions there, like Blue Bonnet, uh, There Will Never Be... There's Spinning some moments. Well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But other words, it's just trashy loops. Mm -hmm. um, when I was 13, I would have maybe liked it. Like, since I can see 13-year-old me being like, oh, that sounds so cool. Or kids awesome. now. Or right now with the video game music. Oh, yeah. Know, 
I'm gonna play this for my oldest son. I didn't think about it until I was listening to it, but I'm gonna play it, see what he thinks. Uh, I'll let you guys know because I think kids these days are like this. But as a music critic, I just yeah. can't. There's like just there's no artistry in it. There's no workmanship. It's just yeah. It's just so disposable. Yeah. Um. So that's just but the lyrics. The lyrics are the saving grace of this album. Yeah. Um, they're not perfect, but they nope. are super fascinating. Uh, the storybook quality is amazing. I give the lyrics a two out of three. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I really hope Ronnie continues this lyrical trend into Joy Electric because <laughs> maybe he will. <laughs> if he does, I think we'll have reason to either start a second podcast or when we're done with Jason, just start on Ronnie. Um, we'll decide maybe. which. We'll, we'll see. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'll have some misses. Everyone does, but. If he like even keeps up half this lyrical trend, I will find it so fascinating. Well, have have you listened to his full discography? No, I've listened okay. to bits and pieces of Joy Electric. Um, well, honestly, his mm. his voice is a hard thing to get past. Really, it, I um, love it. I think because he's really going for that kind of um, mono, mondo green British yeah. voice. Yeah. And I just, it's something to get used to, that's all. But anyhow, to finish the review on this album. Okay. Um, overall, 0.5. It doesn't hold up great, but it's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, I have heard worse. Um, yeah. It's, it's, now don't get me wrong, this is pretty low on the bucket of bad things I've heard, but. Yeah. It's, uh, I, so, there is worse out there. At least there was effort put into it of some sort. Um, Missing effort, but effort. So yeah. overall, I give it a three out of nine. Yeah. Well, be rest assured that Ronnie definitely keeps up the storybook um, lyrics. He has whole concept albums dedicated to specific stories. White Songbook, um, We Are the Music Makers, um, TikTok Treasury, just uh, Old Wives Tales, just to name a few. So there's a lot of fairy tale imagery in his music. So won't be disappointed there. Um, secondly, um, to go with yours, I agree. Um, from my overall view, I, I believe the music's kind of the forget, forgettable lyrics or whatever. Definitely doesn't hold over, um, hold up over time. Um, but I'm with you. The music, 0.5 for me too. I mean, there's little things here and there. Um, I mean, maybe you could persuade me to do one on a good day. But I'm with you too. Lyrics. Um, to hold up over time, not at all. And although I enjoy this, and I shouldn't. Okay, so you know how like so like for me, Nirvana, like the music, Nirvana is not good. If you if you break it down um, critically, it's not good music, but it feels so good. <laughs> and so to me, although this is a good music, it feels good to me. But if I'm reviewing it like as far as art, I'm gonna I probably give this a two point five overall but i like it but i know it's not good <laughs> it's like it's like that really like um that really horrible candy bar from when you're a kid like you know it's not good but you just like get a weird nostalgic craving for it and you're like well it's edible <laughs> no here's a, to give you a southern equivalency have you you know what chitlins are Ch chitterlings as most people call them you know what those are 
I don't. They're pig intestines. So if you know anything about intestines, you know what goes through those things. Yeah. And so, and so that's a that's a southern thing. And I know they're awful for you. And they're not healthy for you. But they taste so good. And I love them. This album is the musical equivalent of chitlins to me. <laughs> pig intestines should be terrible, but they taste amazing. <laughs> My thoughts on this overall is it's not really experimental enough to be a study. Yeah. Um, like, cause there's some stuff that it's so bizarre and experimental that you can just study yeah. it for like weeks at a time. Like Bjork. Yeah. yeah. Um, this <laughs> doesn't quite fall into that. No, it's but a at curiosity. The same time, at the same time though, it's not structured enough to be good pop. Yes. It's just, it's a mess. It's an interesting mess. It's a curiosity. Yeah. But after one listen, it's easily forgettable. Agreed. But then every once in a while, you think about it. And like with chitlins, I don't have chitlins all the time, but I'm like, Aaron, it's been about six months. What about those chitlins? <laughs> I need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Guys, All right, I... we thank you so much for enduring through this with us. Um, yes, we really do. And I'm so sad for you, Sam, that this is the last Dance House Children album. We'll, we won't be able to review any more of them. So, um, I mean, if I we, if well. we review well. Ronnie's stuff, we're going to have to do Rainbow oh, Rider. Oh, God. <laughs> have so, you heard that one? Have you heard that? I haven't. Oh, God. It's going to be the first Ronnie album <laughs> review someday, right? <laughs> oh, God, Sam. Oh, God. <laughs> you think, you think, oh, God, I'm just going to keep it to myself. <laughs> okay, guys. But yeah, thank you. We appreciate it uh, really much. Thanks um, for the listens. It really means a lot to us. And thank you for indulging us. We're yeah, I know best. this. This um this review probably wasn't as entertaining as the interviews we've been having or even some of the Starfire albums, but we had to get it done. Yeah. It's a labor of love. Sometimes you guys do things, you know, you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet, you know. <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right, guys. So Thank with all that said, we made it through an hour. So this is uh yeah, this is blue collar love right here. Is, all right. Talk to you later, Sam. Talk. All right. Thank you once again for everyone. Peace out, man. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been a Brothers King production.